From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast, and I'm the bomb. In the second of a two-part episode of Burncast, Steve Crivet offers an audio art experience entitled About Gifting that was recorded at San Francisco Decompression on October 8, 2006. For each of the last seven years, participants in the eclectic event known as Burning Man, a festival of art, music, wildness, and uninhibited self-expression, take to the streets of San Francisco in the afterburn party known as decompression. 2006 had been my third year at Burning Man, and as before, I was astounded at the level of generosity and creativity that exists in this temporary city of 40,000 for just one week of the year. An artist and veteran burner by the name of Art Criminal told me about the concept of gifting, where people go out of their way to give gifts of art, entertainment, food, you name it, to their fellow citizens in the desert at Black Rock City, Nevada, home of the Burning Man Festival. On Sunday, October 8, I had the chance to meet some of these people at the decompression party and ask them about this concept and the culture of gifting. Steve Crivet, San Francisco, California. about 
the issues of knowledge and what exists that are behind these scientific facts. I, I love the idea of being able to get people to understand something which is really profound and complex, and pre but present it in this way that, that makes it seem easy. That's great. What, you've got some lasers here. What else? What are some of the other? Well, there's there's a, a hologram. Uh, there's uh, waves that you can you know make uh, audio waves. Little things that by themselves are are kind of cute, but you get to the profound part when you realize the implications of what you're looking at. You put in a lot of work for this, and you're doing this as a gift. Yes. Why? Um, I just, it's the way I am. <laughs> you know, this, I mean, this is an expression of me. Maybe I like to share me. Uh, I don't know why, you He's know. Disseminating your mind. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but but I, I like to um, make things. Just I just like to make things that haven't been really existed before. I mean, you know, who else gets to make their own science museum? You know, and but then also uh, the fact that I can affect people. I mean, it's like an author. You know, somebody came by and said, "Yeah, I really like reading this," and they were identifying it as, as something that you read. You know, and I feel kind of like somebody who's written a book, maybe a little book. Um, and that you affect people's minds, you communicate. What does it do for you? How does it change your world? Well, it gives me an excuse to work on things. I mean, it gives me an excuse to uh, try to get some insight into stuff. Uh, I mean, what, am, what do I want to do? I want to, I've got my own definition of enlightenment, okay? What, what I want out of life is enlightenment, but I don't want the kind that the Buddhists, like, you know, you, you get to a certain point and then pow, you're enlightened and there you've arrived, right? To me, enlightenment is a continuous process that is never over with, which you could stop at any point, but it's a motion, it's a movement toward ultimate truth, all right? If I seek ultimate truth, the seeking and the getting closer to it, that's my process and that's what I am interested in. But then, if I can uh, impart a little bit of the insight that I gain while going there, that makes me happy. You know, feedback from people makes me happy. Just being able to contribute. You know, I don't know why. What is this altruistic impulse? <laughs> I'm going to go look around. Thanks very much okay. for your time. My name is Sri Ramadama Ding Dong. One more time. Sri Ramadama Ding Dong. But you can call me Sri, you can call me Dong, you can call me Ding Dong, whatever. And, and your partner? The lovely Leslie. Tell me, what are you doing here and why? And well, we're gifting people with third eyes because everybody needs to take that next step in their evolution. I'll go into a, a frenzy or a trance or to a sacred space or whatever you want to call it, and I will get a vision of your your unique third eye, and then my assistant, the lovely Leslie, will reinterpret my interpretation and place it on your forehead. Why do you do this? You know, I was in Bangkok, suffering from dysentery, in my hotel room, sweating, and I just had a vision of my third eye, and ever since then I, I knew that it was my job to go into the world and help people manifest their own. What does it do for you? Well, it lets it allows me to see the universe in a non-linear fashion. You have a vision with two eyes. How many dimensions do you see in? 
Well, tell me. The eyes, I see three dimensions. Actually, four. four because yeah, time. You, you see time. Your brain processes yeah. it and you see time. Well, when you open up your third eye, you start seeing the world in nine dimensions. You see time going forwards and backwards, and there's a couple other dimensions that I don't even want to go into because they're kind of. What does it do for you? What, what motivates you to it do that? It gives me joy. <laughs> I see it on your face. Absolutely. All right. Nice to meet you. Okay. That's right. This is where you can go to find that sacred space to evolve, to take that next evolutionary step that we all need to take. Have your third eye manifested here. <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw that thing. Oh my god, that thing was so wild. Yeah. 
12 feet wide from deck to deck, 24 feet tall and 24 feet long. What's the name of the Yeah, yeah, never was Paul. Never was Paul. Who came up with that idea? What's beyond that name? The Academy, the Explorers, we're all the... Who is this guy talking? Shannon O'Hare. I did a lot of the engineering. that has yet to be written. It is this. The, the future from the past that would be today, but never was. Quoted from the, the traveling logs of major catastrophe. <laughs> look, look for us on the internet. We're, uh, we're at uh, Tribe, Never Was Hall, Tribe. Good, thank you, ladies. Fantasy so shall progress, sir.
contributing to the collective experience of Burning Man collapse into a tiny part of San Francisco. I am uh, silver, head to toe, except that I have vinyl silver pants, and I'm Silverman. The interaction with other people that are as creative as myself and enjoying what we share it makes me happy to share things with other people. Beautiful. Thank you. Is the cooking in this thing yet? Probably 1,300 degrees in there. How long does it take to cook? If I get in the right spot, too fast, it burns. The hot dog takes about three to five minutes. Is this your artwork? No, but it's a friend of mine. I got trained to watch it Burning Man. Have you had any cookies that you baked here yet? I haven't had the cookies. I've had hot dogs, a bunch of hot dogs. So how do you know when it's done? I don't know. From where the hot dog is and then like just out here, a lot of difference in degrees. It's really focused. So if he gets that in the right spot, it'll start like, it'll burn. Who created this? Wagon train over there, the black hat. Uh, okay, I'll just talk to him. Wagon train, Wagon nice train. to meet you. Jethray 3000, and it was built out of an old TV satellite dish that we lined with mylar, and it focuses the sun into a central point, which achieves heats of about 700 degrees. So we use it for cooking hot dogs and, you know, everything you can think of. We have uh, special pans that we can put things in to cook. So during the burn, our gift to people is that they can bring their food over to our camp and cook it up. So in the alternative energy zone, which is about 500 people, we have a solar tour each day at 11 o'clock. At the end of the tour, we demonstrate the solar gas ray and then invite people to go get their food and bring it back and cook their lunch if they'd like. That, that hot dog looks like it's sparkling. It is. Uh, it'll cook a hot dog in about three minutes. <laughs> you cook all your food this way at Burning Man? During the day. <laughs> there you go. Wow. What motivates you to do all this? Uh, it's uh, something that was fun to create, and I came together with about four or five other people, and we all worked on different parts of it, and then brought it together as a whole at Burning Man. Um, it's something that we can enjoy with the community, teach other people how to use it, uh, and, and it's a teach the teacher thing. It's something we can walk away from and people can have fun with. Towards the end of the week, the solar death ray was being operated by people that had become volunteers at the event. And so we could go off and do our own thing and other people could enjoy our creation. Now that name, Solar Death Ray, that sounds a little uh, on the dark side. Well, we like to have a little dangerous uh, implications to it, although it's perfectly safe. All in good Burning Man fun. Want to cook a hot dog now? I'm full of a Thank you. Good to talk with you. Okay, keep them closed. They're closed. Imagine you're in the hot, dusty desert, and you feel a nice, light water being sprayed on your arms and your face. And that nice, light water 
a very light scent of geranium rose and you feel it on your feet and on your arms and on your face and then I say open your eyes <laughs> <laughs> You're like <laughs> I'm going to all this but we were going to warn you. Oh my god.
never felt as loved and as accepted and for just me, not because I'm a great skater or because I saved the world 20 times or whatever, just because, just because, you know? So now here you are, you're not at Burning Man, you're at DCOM. What's, what's this about for you? Since it's not, this isn't Burning Man. It's an extension of Burning Man, basically. It's uh, it's one gram of Burning Man. It's like one little grain of sand of what Burning Man is. But for one day, we can all go back. And... <laughs> it's like that sometimes. You ever see anybody fall down like that and they have such a big grin on their face? I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. But I, uh. You know, I don't think people know how fantastic this is for me. What's up now? Give me a shout. Give me a shout like from your voice. This girl's name is Layelle. Tell Layelle that Joe loves her very much. Wait, 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 wait. What? That is part two of About Gifting with Steve Crivett. Crivett is an investigative journalist specializing in leading-edge clean energy research. He enjoys provoking the conventional science establishment by day and playing loud drums at night. He is the editor of New Energy Times, a web scene. Visit his website at www.newenergytimes.com. You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. I'm the Bomb the Host. For more information about this or other episodes, please visit our website, www.burncast.net. And a very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts. <laughs>